and I, I hear so many people who I've gotten some of those comments on my videos of well are you doing this just for the care or for the money and to be honest you have to have a little what's going on, everybody welcome to the mindset and margin podcast my name is James and on this page if you're new to this channel we talk about all different avenues that healthcare professionals can use as an avenue as a business that they can start outside of their healthcare profession so anything that starts that can be a nurse a doctor a dentist whoever that's in a healthcare profession that who has decided you know what I either want a sub supplemental income, or I want to step outside of this profession and do something else and start a different business. This is what this channel is all about. Now, specifically, I talk about more about residential assisted living. That's really what I break down and I go through. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, before I get into it, I want to explain for those who may not be aware of what residential assisted living is. So assisted living is taking care of someone who is a senior, ideally over the age of 60, technically 65, but more so usually 70 years old and, and older. That's who you're taking care of in residential assisted living. And these people you bring into your home, and that's the difference between residential assisted living versus assisted living. Now, you don't, I want to make this clear, you don't have to have them live inside of your home. It can be another home. You could purchase a home outside of obviously your residence and run technically a business out of that home and take care of seniors. That's what we discuss on this channel. If someone's who's interested and maybe they come along and they don't really know what residential assisted living is. Now, there are differences between group homes. There's differences between boarding care homes, the differences with the residential assisted living, assisted living facility. And of course, we talk about all those. But today, more specifically, we're talking about the business that I run, which is a residential assisted living. Now, I want to quickly go over really five points. I haven't done anything on this channel in, in a couple months. It's just been really busy between running the businesses. I'm in a process of actually even opening another home within this business. So it's just been, it's just been a busy process that I haven't been able to do. Now, I do want to break this down. I'm going over five points and all these are really the benefits, in my opinion, of residential assisted living. Now, everyone has their different preferences and different reasons they get into this business, whether it's good or bad, but this is definitely the five points that I feel like anybody who, again, your healthcare profession, right? So as somebody who wants to get into this business that has that compassion, has that care, they care about obviously making money and income because in healthcare professions, we're paid well, right? So that's not the thing, right? And I, I hear so many people who I've gotten some of those comments on my videos of, well, are you doing this just for the care or for the money? And to be honest, honest, you have to have a little bit of both. And I always tell people that people that succeed in this business are people who A, either have healthcare experience, but are able to partner with or learn themselves the business experience that they need, or the person who is business savvy, but puts down their ego and partners with someone who has that healthcare experience, whether it's a nurse, even the social worker, somebody who's a partner in that business that they can lean on for those other experiences. When those people are together or that person becomes one of each of those, those happen to be the people that are most successful in this business because the person who's just business savvy, looking at numbers. So sometimes in the care aspect, they may not have that visual and they don't see out of that lens of someone who's a doctor or a nurse who goes into this business. But the point is, usually that person who's in the healthcare profession, usually they don't really understand the business side. And what I mean by that, it's just the bottom line. Like they may have care side down. Everybody loves them. The family loves them. But when it comes down to, let's say their prices are 5,000 a month, right? To run this, to run this type of home. And a family member, you got to keep in mind, like some of these people are good at sales, right? So they'll sell you the sob story of that their family has to move in, that they really need this business, they really need this home. And it turns out that we're going to start at the same part of where the family leaves off. Because there's people in this healthcare profession that maybe they're a nurse or doctor and they have the care side down, right? They're comfortable. They have the care aspect. They provide the best care in town. They're, they're great. The doctors love them, that they go to, the families love them. But the problem is usually that the business side is where they fail. So for example, maybe they have the best care. Maybe they do 
everything right in that aspect. But when they get phone calls, because they're not focused on the bottom line, right? They're thinking, and I don't know why this is, but people in the healthcare profession, they feel like it's bad to charge a certain rate or it's bad to charge for certain amenities in their home because um, I'm not in this for the money. And I get that. But at the end of the day, you have to feed your family. You have to feed yourself. You have to take care of yourself. So you have to focus on your bottom line. You have to focus on your profit and loss. You have to focus on your tax and have your bookkeeping together. All those different things. Go talk to a lawyer and accountant to have your uh, business set up. So in case if you're sued, you're able to protect yourself. For some reason with healthcare professionals, that all goes out the window because they're not focused on that. They're focused really on the care. And again, that's fine. You should. You should definitely focus on the care, but you also have to focus on yourself. You also have to look out for yourself first, right? That's why there is that not the analogy that if a plane is about to crash or there's something happening in the plane, you grab your air mask first, right? That, that's what the saying is because you have to take care of yourself first and then take care of others. And a lot of people who come with that healthcare experience, they don't understand that. So that's why I want to go over these five different points because I feel like if healthcare professionals could understand the business side of this business, we need more people in that profession. And this is how you can succeed. Now, without going too much further into it, the first thing I want to talk about is personalized care. So really the, the name pretty much self-explanatory for what I mean by personalized care. So personalized care is that it's more individualized. So it's more for that person. And the example that I can bring up for you, let's say you have six residents, three are memory care, three are hospice. No, let's say three are memory care, two is hospice, and one is just a resident who's weak, what we call within normal limits. So they can walk, they can talk, they can eat, they can clean up after themselves, they can bathe. They're just someone who just needs to not be alone anymore to remind themselves to take their medication, right? At a big box facility, and what I say this, at least in California, like I'm talking over 30, 40, 50 plus residents, right? What tends to happen at an assisted living facility is that with that personalized care, I'm sorry, what in the big box facility, what happens is they cannot provide that exact personalized care. So it tends to be a care plan, which means the care that's planned that's developed between the whole team that's catered to everyone instead of that one resident, right? So let's say that one resident has a specific diet. Let's say that one resident has a specific way that they have to sleep. Sometimes that's overlooked. Now that's not to say that everything is bad about a big box facility, but that's probably one of the biggest differences I can give you. Whereas in an assisted living home, a residential assisted living, what tends to happen is, for example, let's say you have a resident that has memory care, but then another one who's within normal limits. You know the difference. You know that, for example, Tom is someone who just needs reminders for their medication. Whereas Mary, who has, uh, let's, let's say, memory care, and she's a higher level, you know at night, hey, I need to keep an eye on her in case she falls. Like, I need to keep an eye on her in case she starts to wonder, because that tends to be a symptom of people who have uh, higher levels of memory care is that at night, they like to get up and wonder, right? So you you understand all these things. And when you're at a home and it's your business and you only have six residents, of course, you're going to remember. So that's what really personalized care is. And I love that because as a nurse, when I had my care plans and I had my um, clients and my patients, I made sure that I knew every single little thing about them in detail. That's just me being from the ICU. And that's just something I liked, but my, I liked in the business aspect that got brought over. I made sure to bring that over and I recommend anybody who's in this business to definitely bring this over in terms of personalized care. You should want to understand every single thing about your resident because that's what's going to make you stand out, obviously, but then also what's more important to provide that care. So that's the first benefit I wanted to talk about. The next thing, which I also love, is to have that type of home environment. Now, in a big box facility, as one of the biggest complaints that I get from residents moving in is that, yeah, they have all these amenities, but I feel lonely. Even though I'm in a place, hotel type thing with 100 plus residents and everyone's here, I just feel lonely. No one to talk to, no one to kind of go over what my day is. It's kind of just more like, here goes your med, goes your food, whatever it is. And again, all big box places aren't like this, but it's just hard when you have so many residents. And depending on what state guidelines are, you have a certain ratio to client to patient or uh, from, from your caregiver to your uh, your resident. 
that in a big box, it's just so hard to have enough caregivers to go around to have that one-on-one time, right? So they feel lonely. So they want to have more of a home environment that whereas they feel comfortable, they have that home-like atmosphere. I have some, I have some residents that are like, this reminds me of my home that I used to live in in my 30s or 40s with my wife. And now she's passed away. And just being in this home makes me feel like I'm back with my family. They want those type of things. And this gets a feeling that's like less institutional, less that is so cold and, you know, an environment that they really want to feel like. That's why I feel like it's such an important thing to have that home environment within your home. And you're already going to have that. First off, you're going to have that just from, from jump because obviously you're in a home. But the next thing is having those small things, having photos, having, I even have, depending on the type of season, my caregivers administrator have certain candles when it's holidays, set up the house, things that these people would have done if it was their home, right? That's why I feel like that's just really important to have that type of home environment. Now, the next thing I want to go over, which feels like it's kind of tied into, is just a stronger sense of community. Now, I explain that the same way that I explain the home environment versus the big box, right? Let's say you're putting your aunt or grandma into one of these homes and one into the, one of the big box facilities, let's say, and it's an apartment, right? It's 100 plus, 150 plus residents. Even though there's a lot of people around, again, when it's time to go to your room, when it's time to go certain places here, when it's time for activities, when it's nighttime, it's nighttime, and they feel alone. They don't feel comfortable. Whereas in a home environment, if they have a friend, if Betty is friends with Mary, they, from when they wake up to when they go to sleep, they can be completely together where they eat lunch, all these things, because it's not as much going on. You're just in a home. Of course, we're doing activities, but it's not as strict to a certain calendar, a certain schedule as a big box place. That's why it's such a huge difference. I tell people that sense of community is what's going to sell it. That's one of your selling points. When you have placement agents who you want to co- uh, collaborate with, doctors, nurses that you're calling, social workers, all these people that you're going, that, that, that you're trying to basically network with, that's your selling point. If they're not aware of residential assisted living homes, that's just a little side nugget that I, I want to talk about in a whole different video. That's a whole different topic, but I did want to go over that. When you have that with the family, with the nurse, with the doctor, like why would I move it to your home when I can go to this fancy, huge, you know, hotel style place? And that's the biggest selling point is that, well, we're here with here, you have a sense of community. They have friends here. Uh, they know caregivers by first name because they see them every single day. They know the administrator. They know the owner, right? You don't get those things in the bigger box places, which is why it's so important to have that sense of community. And then another thing, which I feel like it's important on their end is that it's more affordable. Everyone can afford the big, big box facilities. I know in my area, we charge for, uh, let's say a resident that's within normal limits. So just a resident who just really needs help with a reminder of medication and things like that. We're, we're charging four to 6,000, right? If you go to one of these bigger box places, you're more than likely getting charged like 7,000 plus because their selling point is that they do have more options for your amenities, whether it's a spa, whether it's massages, uh, hairdressers come in every now and then, which we can offer too, of course, but all these things are important amenities that are, are good selling points. Don't get me wrong. And that's why they're in business, but that comes with the cost and you may not need all that. Like I have some families that tell me, James, I don't care about all those amenities. Long as my mom, my dad, uh, whoever, my brother, my sister, long as they're getting taken care of, I don't really care about all the other amenities. And that's what our selling point is. It's like, Hey, we're providing care even more likely better one-on-one care. And we're able to offer all the things except all those other amenities. If you want those, of course, we maybe can get those for an extra charge, but we're able to offer you a 50% less cost and your mom, dad, or whoever is still getting the best care possible. That's why it's such a huge selling point that it's more affordable because this biz- this business model in the beginning is already expensive, even at our level. I have families call me all the time that I have to turn down because they cannot afford it. And of course, there's help with, uh, I, be- I believe it's Medi-Cal that, at least in California, but in your state is probably different, which is basically just assistance for people with lower income. But even that, like in our area, that only covers half. So if it's 5000 that only covers 25, 1250. They still have to come up with all the other income. And this is somebody who's probably been retired for X amount of years because you may think you're getting.
getting people who are 65, but a lot of people that call me are 80. So they've been retired for 15 years. They may have had a good retirement in their 60s and 70s, but now it's time to start getting tight because believe it or not, they didn't expect to be living this long. Like who, those are all things they have to keep in mind. Now, the people who are in higher professions or had a home that they can sell, that is different, but they still have to navigate and understand that. And, and I get it completely. That's why I feel like I always love to bring up, you know, you come to my home, you're getting the best care possible in my area for less than half the cost. That's one of the biggest selling points that you can have as a home. And I really feel like it's a benefit to have that more affordable option. When you compare it to the larger facilities and then you mentioned the savings that they're having while still maintaining that care, I feel like it's, it's one of the perfect things that you can have. One of the biggest selling points of going with a residential assisted living home than a large assisted living facility. Now, the last thing I want to discuss, which I feel like is again, more on their side. So these last two, the more affordable option, the last one, which is 0.5, it's just having that increased enhanced quality of life. So you're able to have really what I feel like ties into everything between the home environment, that community, you're having a higher quality of life by having more personalized care to you. So you're having a more intimate setting. So each day you're waking up, you remember where you are. I've had residents who were high case, high case supposedly with memory care, which means that they wonder, which means that they, let's say for example, another symptom is taking off their clothes at night, um, having their, having their feces, their bowel movement, smearing on the, smearing on the walls, like the craziest things you can think of, of highest level with memory care. And they move into my home and all those things decrease. Why? Because they're used to this. They're used to this area. They're used to this environment. All these things are an increased quality of life. And when they go to their meetings with doctors, it's like, okay, I can see the progression from going from that larger place to a home because the difference just shows they're happier. They remember more. It's all these things, which I feel like is so important. And I focus more on memory care, which is why a lot of, a lot of my examples, but even my residents that have that are, that are um, under hospice for my residents that are within normal limits and just ambulatory, they can move around again, walk, talk, eat, bathe, everything by themselves. And they just need help with that medication. Even the smallest thing of in coming into my home and it's like, okay, I remember to take my medication now. I don't fight to take my medication because I'm happy where I'm at. I'm not alone anymore. I'm not living in my home that I had that my kids and my, you know, whoever don't really visit me, yet they expect me to take these medications. I don't want to do it. This is how I get attention, right? All these things are important. And once they move into a residential assisted living home, they have that increased quality of life, which again, I feel like is so important. Probably, honestly, I know I said all of them are important, but this is probably the most important one to me because again, that quality of life, that quality of life is why we do what we do. Yeah, the money's great. Yeah, you can make five figures a month. Yeah, you can make a six-figure salary. All these things. You can scale up, have the seven-figure business. All that's great. And all those things I either do or intend to do. But at the end of the day, hearing from a doctor one night, once I take them on their appointments or with their families and I hear like, you know what? This is the happiest I've seen them. You know what? This is the best vital signs and assessment that I've had from them in a while. I'm really great that they found you guys. That That's really what we're here for. And if it's not what you're here for, then you're in the wrong business, right? So those are all the benefits that I really want to go over today, which is the personalized care. You have a home environment. They feel comfortable. They have that sense of community, people that they see every day from the caregivers to the administrator, to the residents that they're friends with, all these things, having the more affordable option where they can afford it. That way the family's happy and now they're happy. And then, and of course, lastly, which is again, the most important is having that quality of life, the increased quality of life. They're where they want to be. They're happy and they're actually improving and they're healthier. That's what we're really here for. So I really consider you, I really encourage you to consider these options when you want to open up these homes and keep these five in mind, write them down, save this um, this episode, come back to it. Make sure that you obviously follow my page for more insights and tips that you can um, obviously use as you grow. But these are things that you want to keep in mind that when you open these homes, because again, if you're someone who's business savvy and you're thinking more bottom line, keep all these things in mind on the care aspect. And then if you're somebody who's a healthcare professional, but you don't really know the business side yet, keep some of these again in mind, because you're going to have to think about these things when you run and run it as efficiently as possible. So that's all I really have today. Make sure you that you like, comment, 
comment, subscribe, share it with people who you found the information as helpful as possible. If you want to reach out to me, of course, you can email me. My email is at the bottom. You can reach out and ask any questions. I'll offer one-on-one coaching calls. It's a free strategy call. So make sure that you follow and also use that. And that's all I have for you guys until next.